you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo, what's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Yes, and this is episode number 46. We are recording on February 28th for release on March 1st. Uh, Couple things to talk about. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like that much, but we we always over talk things. So well, we'll mm-hmm. see how this goes. Uh, but patch one point eight point is out, and that came with some changes uh, to characters that we've talked previously. Season four is now live, and uh, there's some a couple things that are going on with that. We're gonna get a, a little bit of an update on Efi and where we are with that. Uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, a little about Reaper today, and we have a weekly update. Remember, I kept, I keep saying I want to bring that back, but I need I need more than one weekly update to bring the segment back. I think <laughs> <laughs> you know? probably probably would help just a little bit. Yeah, so we're gonna do all that. Uh, but before we you know we we dive into that, I uh, just want to welcome anyone who's listening to Watchpoint Radio for the very first time. Thank you for taking the time to check us out and join our little community here. Uh, just so you know, you know we do talk about Overwatch news and some esports and competitive aspects here, but for the most part, the show focuses on the Overwatch community and the state of the game. So that's what you should expect uh, to hear on this show, and also. Uh, for those who don't know, if you haven't follow, been following uh, the Watchpoint Radio Twitter or our Twitter feeds, uh, you know me and Mike, we were on Realm Maintenance this week. We were interviewed by Ro of Realm Maintenance, and I just want to uh, give a big thanks to him because we had a good time. It was a, it was a good discussion, and yeah. me and Mike didn't argue one time. <laughs> now, <laughs> we mark that in the books. That'll be the one of the rare rare occurrences. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ro was cool. It was definitely go check him out on Real Maintenance. That was that was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed I enjoyed talking to him. It was a good conversation. Yeah, we had, we had a good th- time. And once again, thank you very much, Ro, for uh, for putting us on the show and interviewing us. Uh, but Mike, before we hop into topics, why don't you let everybody know what has been going on with you? Are you still bored with Overwatch? What happened? I'm not bored for sick because I'm trying to mix it up more. I'm tired. Of, I just was like to my team. I'm like, guys, I have to play something else. I can't just keep doing this. I can't just do this over and over again. And like, if things aren't working, we just have to switch it up. So right. I think they're starting to open up more to doing different things and practicing different things instead of just playing like our roles that we all just conform to at least a little bit more than we normally do. We'll still go back into our safety zones 
or our safe places. But um, we're we're starting to branch out, not be so much of a snowflake. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> There's no room for snowflakes in Overwatch. <laughs> but we like uh, our safe places. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I, 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 we talked about it last week, but you know. If you're doing the same things over and over again, I mean, it's 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 one thing to be playing the same maps over and over again, but if you are literally playing the same comp over and over again, and especially if that comp is not working, I mean, playing the same comp and over over and over again, even if you're winning, gets boring after a while. I I but get I get yeah I get tired of placing my turrets in the same spots over and over. When I literally have to play Symmetra almost every time when we're on defense, I'm like, guys, can please someone else just do this? I'll tell you where to put them. Like, just someone else do this please, for me, yeah. please. Yeah. I actually, this week for me, I did play Overwatch a little bit, but not that much. I I really wanted to play Overwatch more because, well, I like the game and I haven't had a chance to actually play it all that much. I think the only day I actually got to play Overwatch was Friday night. And I got two levels. Yeah, I got two levels. I just remember that I got two loot boxes. But that's a lot of playing. That's Progress. like four hours. Yeah, that's a lot of playing for you know solo play. Because that that's me by myself. Oh, that is a lot of playing for solo play I, to get two I, levels. It is. It is. I'm not denying that. I'm just all by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, you know what? And it wasn't because it's not like I reached out to people to play. And they were like, oh, no, I can't play. I didn't get a response. The thing was, like, on Friday night, I came home, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go to the gym. But I had this headache all day, and it just got worse when I got home. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay home and chill. So I just turned on Overwatch. I didn't even put my headphones on. And I'm just sitting there lazily playing Overwatch and sometimes making suggestions about what somebody should do and then having them completely ignore me. (laughs) So I'm just like... Okay, that's why I made that post on Twitter Friday night that, you know, uh, actually, let me see if I pull that up. Uh, no, nah, it's going to be, it's, it's a thing that might be too difficult right now for me to do in the middle of the show. But yeah, I said something like, you know, you've mastered quick play when, you know, you're playing quick play, obviously. You give suggestions on the comp. Your team ignores you. You lose and you don't care. You, you you have mastered quick play at that point. And Friday night, I was fucking zen with quick play. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't constantly losing, don't get me wrong. But uh, actually, I think I, I was probably, I don't know, maybe about 60% on wins, maybe a little bit higher than that. But it was like, you know, we just go through the match and we'd lose. And I just wouldn't care, like... Well, you know, it's quick play. So, yeah, I uh, I mastered quick play. I, I hit my Zen place on, on Friday night for anybody who was curious about where that post came from. But, yeah, other than that, I really haven't had a chance to play Overwatch, which is a shame. It's just been so busy uh, that I, I, you know, besides, you know, a lot of people know besides this podcast, I pretty much manage all the other podcasts on the network too so it's a, it gets a little hectic but let's uh let's just, let's dive in to our main topic patch notes all right so patch 1.8.0 is out this is really no surprise to anybody we knew that the new competitive season was starting on Tuesday uh today or you know a week from 
when it ended, and we expected that they would, you know, the, the stuff that was on the PTR, they they would push that stuff forward, you know, on on the first day of the new season. Why, you know, why wouldn't they? Actually, there's v- several reasons why they shouldn't do that. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of reasons why they shouldn't do the that. Dumbest thing to do. But they ignore. They just ignore that. They just go ahead and they plop these new changes down the new season. This is why. I don't understand their decision making sometimes. Like they'll do something that's good and then it's bad at the same time. Like, you know, people were complaining <laughs> that there was that, you know, competitive had an off season, right? And that they wanted to play competitive. They didn't like the fact that they could not play competitive for two weeks because mm-hmm. oh my god, I have to play quick play. Quick play is so awful. That I cannot play quick play, and now you're forcing me to play it for two weeks, and it's stupid. So what does Blizzard do? Blizzard does two things. One, they make it so that there is a competitive offseason. You can continue to play competitive mode in the offseason, which that should have kept everybody quiet right there. But then on top of that, they also close the gap, so now there's only a one-week difference. Why? Two-week difference is great because inside of that two weeks, you can make Throw drop patches. new characters. You know, patches, uh, you know, balance changes, drop new characters, drop new levels, give people a chance to play and learn them before you put them into a new competitive season. Now, and we're going to get into it, you know, you have what's happening today with people just drowning in salt, drowning in salt with the Bastion changes because it's, you know, when when characters, obviously when characters make changes, there are going to be people who find the cheese the fastest, right? And part of the community adjusting to character changes is them, you know, finding out how to fight the cheese. But that takes a little bit. That takes some time. How to nullify the cheese. You drop, you have, I mean, even though I I never recommend doing your placement matches on day one, you have people that are going to do that anyway. And now, like, you're subjecting them to to the Bastion meta is what it's being called right now. There's no doubt about it. So, Uh, but... Let's get into the patch notes for patch 1.8.0. First of all, and a lot of, we're not going to focus on too much of this because a lot of this stuff, um, or I said we're not going to focus on everything because a lot of the stuff we've already talked about mm-hmm. and a lot of these character changes we've already talked about in detail and they didn't change. So uh, the, car- the game browser is out and Yay. you can make your own custom games now, uh, which is great. One of the first things I saw when it got posted is that somebody made a custom game and they realized they couldn't save it. They couldn't save the settings and they were super pissed. The guy's like, I spent 45 minutes perfecting these settings and then, you know, now they're gone. I'm like, he got a valid point. You really do have a valid point. I can't even... Like even you said, did you hear what I just did? Like I was trying to imitate his voice, and I kind of stopped. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like you were trying to mock him. Like yeah, I'll pour <laughs> you for spending forty five minutes customizing a game. <laughs> but like that's really dope. You spent forty five minutes customizing a game. Exactly. But now you fucked because <laughs> you can't say it's it. gone. Yeah, it's, gone, it's gone. Yeah, I can't even really mock that man. I'm sorry, sir. Like oh, you started man. to, and then <laughs> you just like raid back. Like yeah, exactly. I was like, you know what? I can't even do it. Like, I can't even do it. Props to you. <laughs> I hope the mode was fun. I hope it didn't suck and that 45 minutes was at least worth something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucks. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I'm trying to be a better person in season four. <laughs> Wasn't that throughout the whole year? 
No, John doesn't do New Year's resolutions. He does season resolutions. Oh, a lot okay. easier to manage. New resolutions every season on Watchpoint Radio. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but he he has a valid point that you can't save that. And you would think a simple feature like that would be, you know, like, like why not? Yeah, like, that should be like the number one thing to add in like a week or two. Like, that can't be that hard, right? No, it, it, it's the same thing with uh, the fact that you can't record demos in Overwatch. Why not? Like, why can't you save a demo? You can do it in. Oh, a you mean like a play, like a a replay, a highlight, Actually, sorry. highlight, no, or not, not like not a highlight, but a, a complete replay of a game where um, like you can. I'm not sure if you could do it in League. Can you do that in League? Like a game you just played, go back into that game and watch everything unfold. It's been a while. I cannot recall last I played. No, but it might be possible now. It's been like a year since I played League of Legends. Mm. So take what I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like a, that's what like you know, a replay isn't just like you know like a highlight is from your perspective. It's like basically a recording mm-hmm. of what you saw, right? Yeah. Uh, a replay, kind of like they do in StarCraft, or I called it a demo because that's what they're called in Unreal Tournament, and they're called that in Counter-Strike. Uh, for those who don't really know how multiplayer works, right, multiplayer games, uh, when you're loaded into, when, when you're loading the game, and the game is loading other people's characters and stuff like that, those characters are essentially just marionettes. Uh, they're just sitting there, and then the commands from other people's computers go to those characters, and that's how those characters move around. No shit, right? <laughs> but but a, a, re, a replay or a demo basically records those commands so that it can be replayed in full time. Like, if, if you play a, a game of StarCraft, and let's say, and you should do this, this is, well, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, in StarCraft, if you record a game, or you, you, you save your, re, your replay, mm-hmm. let's say you get the shit kicked out of you in a game. Well, one of the best reasons, one best, one of the best ways to improve is to go watch what happened and watch the, uh, you know, watch what the other guy did to beat your ass, so that you can prepare for it next time. You can actually in StarCraft, uh, pull up the replay, unshadow the other person, and just, you know, kind of see how it played out, see where he was in position to what, like, you know, what you were doing at the time, and and try to either mimic it or just get better at it. People who want to get better at Overwatch, having replays would be phenomenal. Because if, let's say, you're just getting outplayed by an enemy tracer, you know, you can take a look and see exactly what that tracer's doing. You can see, is their aim just that good? Are they getting in great positions? Are they sneaking around? Like, how are they playing? That's how, that's, it's like, it's like Twitch or if on you, steroids. Or if you hate yourself, you could watch the Widowmaker pop your head off over and over again. I guess so. Like, I don't think that way, Mike. You're so fucking negative. Oh my god. You, your, your season four resolution to be should be to be stop being so negative. <laughs> stop being negative. I, so I negative. try. I need you to be somewhat negative. It helps. But, but no, but that like replays would really help. And I can't imagine why it's so difficult for them to put that in the game. We're not talking about a new concept here. You've been able to do replays. Oh, Other man. games do replays for a long, long time. For it's not decade, nothing new. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, 
But yeah, the server browser doesn't have a save feature. That's they need to add that like ASAP for it to, to make it worth it. Other yeah. than that, I think that will be something that would keep people from actually uh you know, I think that would keep people from using it. Another thing they need to add is, you know, I, I think with the server browser is that I think your game should stay active even after you lose it, after you leave it. I think your game should stay active for like six hours. And if after six hours, nobody, or at least the settings for your game, sorry, stay active for about six hours. And if after six hours, nobody uses your game settings, Mm-hmm. Boom! It, it it deletes it because other than that, how are you really going to, you know, who is going to set up a server browser or set up a game in a server browser and just sit there and wait for other people to come if you make it public? That's that's not going to work that well. So there's definitely some improvements that need to be made. Not in this patch though. They just put it out. Jeff Kaplan's like, give me a fucking break, okay? I'm like seriously like I I know we've been we've been hammering at it, but this is a step in the right direction. Yes, it is a step in the right direction. I'm not shitting on it. At least I don't think so. Am I shitting on it? What are you? I don't know. You started. I feel like you're having this moments where you start shitting on something and then you realize that you shouldn't be, and then you just bring it back today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I was shitting on it. I'm just saying, like there, there should be. There's definitely work that needs to be done. It's a step in the right direction, but in order to make it sustainable, we still need a lot of things. So. Uh, But let's talk about the character balance. Pretty. I mean, all carrot. All character changes went through that we talked about before uh anybody who has an ability that targets a character like you know puts like the crosshair on them like you know nano boost puts the crosshair on them you hit q to nano boost them all those abilities now you can change the sensitivity of that targeting mm-hmm. so if you were having trouble before like i, I think if a, you know a, you were gonna nano boost somebody and somebody jumped in the way real quick you know uh or just got too close to you and the targeting switched you know you can probably fix that now so a lot of that has been um i mean all of that's gone through and the big thing that's gone through um obviously is the the bastion changes too Mm-hmm. And that right now, people are having a really, really tough time. Now, when I played on the PTR, and this is why we always say, you know, your experience on the PTR or our experience on the PTR can definitely vary when it goes live. And that's why I didn't want to give any tips on Bastion, the upcoming Bastion changes before it went live. Because when it goes live, you have just a much larger pool of people pull, tugging at this character. Somebody finds the cheese and somehow the cheese just spreads super fast. Uh, but right now, people are having a really, really tough time with Bastion. Just to recap, uh, his reconfiguration time has been come down to a second. His bullet spread has increased by 50%, but it doesn't really feel like it. His bullet spread is always at maximum. His magazine... Uh, his mag- Oh, wait. Actually, I think they have a typo here. They said magazine size increased from 200 to 300. His health has actually increased from 200 to 300. Now his magazine size. Uh, he no longer deals critical damage. His bullet spread has increased by 25% in recon mode. Um, or decreased by, uh, by 25% in recon mode. And his magazine size has increased from 20 to 25. He can now repair while moving. Um, his self-repair is kind of like D.Va's... Um, it has like defense kind of fuel. Matrix. Yeah, it's like defense matrix has fuel. Uh, his tank, his ultimate, no longer gives him bonus damage. And here is wait, no bonus. Oh, no oh, bonus, bonus armor. So, no bonus, bonus armor. armor. Sorry. There you go. And his passive, he has a passive ability when he's in uh, 
sentry or tank that he takes 35% less damage. And this is where, this is what I think is the big problem here. A lot of people are having a t- tough time with this. Uh, people are saying that if Bastion gets on a payload and has a Reinhardt in front of him and a, and a Mercy behind him, you're not killing that Bastion. You're just not. I mean, I, I, I've always said there's a problem with Reinhardt Bastion. There is a, I mean, a pr- it's a classic easy dumb combo. Yes. Like, like, it, it, like it's the most brain dead synergy you could do. Yes, that, and on top of that, like, it doesn't really, you know, with Reinhardt Bastion, they have four people who who are not engaged in that synergy, right? Mm-hmm. But in order for you to come, you know, combat that on on most maps, to combat that, you have to dedicate a large portion of your team to get rid of that Reinhardt shield. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, it's not really uh, something that's very balanced, but now it's even worse, and... You know, the Ironclad thing was bad enough, but the fact that uh, while in Ironclad, while, you know, in Sentry he has Ironclad, he can, you know, people are showing, they have videos of him being shot by Farah's and he's just out healing. He's just healing the whole time while Farah uh, shoots rockets. And then when she goes to reload, he just plucks her out of the sky. In order for Farah to be unaffected by Bashan, I'm pretty sure she has to be, like, at maximum height. But you don't stay up out of it. You don't stay out of Bastion's range for that long. That's that's the problem. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, I think the only way to counter Bastion right now is with another Bastion. I think that that is part of the problem. So I think you're gonna see Instalock Reinhardt's and Instalock Bastions because you you're almost always gonna need it, especially on a moving payload. And especially on payload maps, man, because time when you're when the enemy is on the payload, when the payload is moving, just time is your enemy right there. Anything the enemy can do to keep you away from a moving payload or stop you from moving around the payload, that that's 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 a huge problem. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, now Sabra may be more useful since you know she'll stop a payload in motion while invisible. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, when she comes out of invisibility, she's able to maybe hack the Bastion or hack the Reinhardt. Actually, now, no, you don't even want to hack the Bastion. You need to hack the Reinhardt. So you don't need to hack. Don't hack the Reinhardt. Hack the Bastion because Bastion can outheal a lot of damage now while he's in Sentry mode, and you need him out of it. So, yeah, Bastion is causing a lot of. He's really causing a lot of trouble and. I know when I played in the PTR, I didn't have that much trouble with them, but like I said, people played differently. You know, I actually thought, I, I, I really thought that, uh, you know, we weren't going to see that. It would be a slight improvement. And I thought lower ranks would definitely see, uh, so have some trouble with it, right? But across the board, I think we're seeing a lot of players have trouble with this, uh, you know, with this new Bastion and, Blizzard needs to do something about it fast because they can't let this sit for a week. They can't let it sit for two weeks because a lot of people are doing their placements now. So if if this sits for two weeks or th- or three weeks while people are doing like doing uh, their placements in the beginning of the season, when it comes to the end of the season, people are going to be so disgusted that they didn't pl- they they will say I didn't place higher because Bastion was broken. You know, that's that's going to be a lot. Or people are going to place be upset that they place lower because they probably going to face this cheese a lot and just not play competitive. 
And that's going to be a problem in itself. So Blizzard needs to take action on this very quickly. And I just don't know if they're going to, like, what, you know, if they're going to make take action as fast as they as they are as they as they should so this is what happens when they keep trying to make a character that's just not fun fun this is what happens i mean his kit he could be fun i mean there's there's ways to i could think of ways to make bastion fun but like they've not they have to tweak him i think in order for bastion to be fun they have to reverse his kit I think he should be turned into a tank as opposed to turn into a turret. And then what would his ult be? His ult will be turning into a turret. That'd be stupid. Why would it be I'd, stupid? I mean, they would have to like <laughs> increase the damage on the turret immensely. They would I would almost say if he's gonna go into turret, they would have to revert to shield turret. The turret I would, the turret already does enough damage on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, even without it's it being crit damage still does a ton of damage because of how uh uh how much well, I should say it still does a ton of DPS because of how many bullets he's flying, right? Mm-hmm. I think the thing that they'd have to do is either make him invulnerable or make him well, see, see, you, can, you don't want to make him vulnerable. No. But they'd have to either give him a shield, like you said, or incre- give him a shit ton of armor, make him very hard to kill in turret mode. That's what they'd have to do. But I don't think they need to increase his damage. They don't need to increase his range. He needs to be able to get, you know, fairly either into a mix-up with a group, fairly close to a group, be able to pop it in the area. Like, his, you know, his ultimate will be situational, just like a lot of other characters are. Like, you don't see... Well, sorry. You do see people popping Farrah's ult all over the place. But it's not really that effective unless you do it at certain times. Same thing with Reaper's ult. I've seen people jump out of the rafters, jump into, technically speaking, what you can call the middle of a group, and mm-hmm. then do their ult and kill nobody because of how far away everybody is, people are able to take cover, you know, uh, stuff like that. Somebody he gets hooked, you know. That's what I'm saying. I think he, I think with the uh, with the turret, I think the turret mode would be fine, uh, or I don't know, even make it a mobile turret. Like you know, he 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 can move around a little bit, you know. But I still think the tank, being the tank, should be his alternate form and not the turret. Then that's how you get Bastion to be fun because he can still move around. He, uh, you know, the tur- the tank itself could be used for. You know, uh, some serious AOE damage. Not as much as it does now, obviously. But so you need to break up a group or something like that. Yeah. Or you want to bust down a Reinhardt shield. You know, I think that's that's it, it can be used for that. But he, I, I'm sorry, like turning into a turret is just not fun. And just sitting there this is not fun. It's not. The only people who enjoy playing Bastion like that are people who like to create salt. That's all. You like sitting behind a corner and like, you know, waiting for so the corner. So half the internet that trolls is what yeah. you're telling me. Yeah, they're bad people. Bad people. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I do think it, with his current kit, I just don't think it could be fun. And with his current kit, he's going to be a very situational character. And they're trying to turn him into a non-situational character, which, by the way, they, good job, successful. You just did that by breaking him. You know, it's okay. They'll 
Though I'm I'm waiting for the diva re, re the road you know what happens to D, what's happened to diva what's happened to Roadhog what's gonna happen to Bastion yeah well we we, we have to see but then any like when they revert Bastion right or when they make Bastion changes again he it's gonna be the the original problem where he was too situational or people only used him for certain things and it's like well, why did you make the buff in the first place then you know I think um. Roadhog, even though he just got nerfed, and I'll just briefly go over his changes in a second, but, you know, Roadhog got a nerf. I think Roadhog is going to be very important going forward while this Bastion meta is, is, you know, going on. Because, basically, with Bastion in Sentry Mode, you're going to waste a lot of resources trying to kill him, and a lot of people are going to die. You need to have him pulled out of Sentry Mode. I wonder, can McCree... Hmm. I wonder if it would be helpful if McCree's flashbang could also pull him out of sentry mode. Would that be helpful? I mean, I think it would. Yeah, because that's the now that like the the goal is gonna be to get Bastion out of sentry mode and pull him. But even out of sentry mode, because he can heal himself, that's gonna be a problem. So either way, he needs to be addressed. But good luck out there, folks, with the Bastion for now. It's gonna be tough. So, uh, Diva, the defense matrix no longer needs to have a minimum distance. So basically, she can as soon as she puts it up. If you're shooting inside of the defense matrix, then uh, it's going to get absorbed. I experienced that with Soldier on the PTR. It's kind of annoying, but it's at the same time it's it makes it legit. I don't think it's necessarily what she needs to to put her back in the game per se. Nah, but, but it, it helps. It, it's, it helps. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, May had cryo freeze. She can now be targeted by allies while in cryo freeze. Mercy is now invulnerable when she resurrects. I still don't think that was necessary, but we will see what happens with Well, that. you'll see less play of the games with her resing and then instantly dying now, I guess. That's something. Yeah, that is true. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Oh, also, she can no longer target Zenyatta while he's in transcendence. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so Roadhog, his his scrap gun, like the, the main fire, the primary fire, has been decreased by 20%, which is a bit helpful. I will say it's a bit helpful, but uh, his targets, his uh, his um his targets are now 3.5 meters away from him, uh, which was uh, that's a meter and a half more. And on a soldier or a McCree or a uh, Reaper, it doesn't make much of a difference, but it does make a difference for smaller characters. And I think that's where we're going to have a problem. Like, I think we're, you know, they've been trying to balance it so that Anna is not so popular in the meta. And this is just going to make her more popular. She was the number one problem I had in uh, the PCR because, you know, you can hook a mercy and maybe you'll miss her, right? But then you'll follow up with another shot or two and you'll get her. Lucio, same thing. But with Anna, you you hook her, you shoot her. If she does not die, she's probably going to sleep you if she has the dart and get away. Maybe throw the fucking whatever, um, you know, her uh, grenade on you, grenade, grenade on you so you can't heal and then you get fucked up. She's going to be a pretty hard counter to Roadhog and it's going to be pretty diff- uh, difficult to deal with. So we'll see. Also, his chain hook has been increased by two seconds, the, the, the uh, cooldown. So hook carefully, my friends. That is that is the thing. Do they extend the range? 
No, they did not. Okay. You know, I was actually, I was for reducing the range as opposed to um, the hook location, you know, how uh, the hook distance when they come in. But I definitely have changed my mind on that because I got some really key plays while playing on uh, some maps where my team just couldn't, like we were playing on Route 66 and my team could not get around this corner because of a Reinhardt Bastion combo. And as Roadhog, I was able to just get up on the ledge just enough so I could see the the Reinhardt or the Bastion behind the Reinhardt shield. And I was able to hook him from across the street and pull him over. I was like, yeah, I guess we still do need this. Sometimes John has to save the day. (laughs) So I'm kind of against that. Now, that's not the only reason, but I do do see the merit of having such a long hook. Um, Console-specific changes... What? That should have happened a long time ago, guys. <laughs> you know, maybe I should have some type of alert sound for that. So, they, I guess, after how long has it been? Uh, almost six months. Know, six months. They're something f- like that. Start somewhat listening, and both Symmetra and Torbjorn's damage for them, their, their turrets have been increased by fifteen percent. So that's half of what they took away because they were decreased by thirty percent. And now they're giving them 15% back. So on Symmetra on console, her, uh, let's see, her turrets do 25.5 damage per second now. Mm-hmm. And Torbjorn's does, instead of doing 10 damage, does 12. They just need to give the other 15% back. Like, there's really no point. You know, sorry. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Winston, he his hit his critical hit volume was reduced by fifteen percent, and I think yeah, that's it for you know character balance. Like I said, we, most of that stuff we've already talked about, so I didn't want to get too deep into it. But you know, obviously Bastion was a big it's a deal. problem. Bastion's a big deal, and definitely, like I said, playing on the PTR is, is one thing um, because I honestly didn't see him foresee him being. This big of a problem, this big of a problem at higher levels, but he is, so it definitely needs to be adjusted. A couple of changes uh, for competitive, which, well, before I get into competitive changes, let's talk about uh, Eichenwald just quickly. They made a change. Yeah, Yeah, I like this. They made a change to Eichenwald where instead of the second gate closing, now we talked about before now it just there's just rubble there and it partially blocks the entrance which is way better than having to go through those two choke points on the side the funnels of death as i like to because literally you just put a turret and a pharah and something else there and you just blow or junk rat and you just can't walk through them yes the funnels of death (laughs) like literally you just put a lot of explosives in either side like, you have a Pharah maybe shooting rockets down one and a Junkrat on the other, and then the only thing that can come through are people flying up or jumping up yeah. or getting through that top well, It's point. super easy to block off one of those to enforce everybody through another way, too. Like, especially if you use a May. Do it all yeah. the time. So, I think well, that was a, go the other way. Yeah, that was a good call on uh, <laughs> on their part. Now let's talk about some bad calls on their part. <laughs> let's talk about. Let's I talk feel about. like this is an episode of good idea, bad idea. <laughs> yeah. So, a couple changes when it comes to competitive play. All right. 
First of all, I want to talk about this defensive respawn delay. What the fuck? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who? Where did this come from? This is like the Symmetra nerf on console. What happened? Where did this come from? Who thought this was a good idea? Why? Why? I don't understand. And maybe maybe a better player can truly explain the benefits to me because I don't see it. And everybody's like, what are you talking about, John? What are you talking about? I didn't read it yet. That's why I'm listening to the podcast. I'm sorry. I forgot. So um, what happened with the defensive respawn delay is that this is from the patch notes. If there are more attackers than defenders on a control point, defenders respawn time will increase until defenders, basically until the defenders manage to gain the upper hand. It says uh, that you know, the respawn timer will stop increasing once it hits a maximum number. So I guess there's a max of how long the respawn timer is going to take. Uh, default respawn timer is 10 seconds. And over time, the respawn timer for everybody is 12 seconds. So they didn't give us any numbers here. I haven't, like, I, I haven't played, I haven't come across a situation yet like this. I don't know how long the respawn timer can actually get up to. But they're doing this so that it's easier for attackers to take the point when they have the advantage. Let me say that again. They are doing this. Here we go. Actually, I'll read it directly from the uh, the blog that posted. We hope this change will improve the attacker's ability to capture the point when they have the advantage and encourage defenders to group up to retake the, the objective and reduce the number of ties. Now... Some people are so saying... So, what I'm hearing is advantage attackers. Yes. Now, the thing is, like, and I could be wrong, but oh, some, from, some things that I've seen say, oh, well, this only affects the second control point. That doesn't say that here. This tells me if we're playing Volskaya Industries and the attackers have four people on the point and the defenders have three people on the point, the other three defenders are going to have longer respawn times. That's what this tells me. If not, they need to clarify immediately. Because, yeah, that that's completely unfair. First of all, defenders already... There's already a system in place that keeps defenders from, uh, you know, holding up a, a, a uh, an early attack point. And that's the fact that your spawn is so far away. Right, that, on that, that attack point. Temple of Anubis, um, Volskaya Industries... As a defender, you ha- you have a spawn disadvantage from that control point. But yeah, like the, basically, what they're saying is that if you if you know if the number of attackers outnumber the defenders on a control point as it's being captured, then your the defender respawn timer uh, goes up. Why is this needed? The attackers didn't need more of an advantage. They already had the advantage because they have more people on the point than the defenders. If you have four people on the point versus three people on the point, it's going to be easier for you to kill those other three people. The only thing this does is that, yes, it does stop staggering because what they, what they, I guess what they, they don't like the fact that it's being, you know, the, the, the game is being held up because one person gets on the point, then another person gets on the point, then another person gets on the point. And they're saying, uh, 
most of the time it does not change the outcome of the battle. Most of the time the attackers will still win those fights. Well, yeah, no shit, they will. Most of the time. It just delays the map a little bit. But, but at the same time, it still does give you that chance that somebody can come out with their ult and change the tide of the game. Now you're reducing that chance by a lot. And I don't think that's fair. Like, there was no need for this at all. None. This is just I, like... Yeah, this, this, is, this is really dumb. They shouldn't I make, can't agree with this at all. They shouldn't make decisions like this. This is like the same problem we had with CTF where, you know, they didn't want to... Uh, what, was, what changed the... Uh, or they, they, they said that the reason they did not disable um, movement uh, movement abilities or you know, movement abilities in CTF uh, was because... Um, actually, no, sorry. They said the reason why they did not require a flag to be in place for you to score, like you didn't have to have your flag, is because in most cases, the uh, enemy team would just grab your flag, go back, and capture it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, just because that happens in most cases doesn't mean that you should just completely cut out a mechanic or completely change a mechanic to skew in that direction to make the game go faster. Correct. You know, like that, that, that. You don't need that. Like, like. Well, you know, they, well, they, they're looking at you know the 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 defenders here. Like, well, the defenders lose anybody. Let's just you know get this out of the way and let them lose faster. You're you're getting way too involved at that point. Like, you should you're, not. You're let that killing happen. the hype of the match. Yes. Like really hard by doing this. Yeah. Like you're almost being like, well, I fucking died. I might as well not even try now. Exactly. Like how many as times? a defender? Like just. There's so many times, like, a Mercy may have died first, and then because, then her team wipes, but because she was able to get back quick enough, she could res the team and then the then save the point. Yes, exactly. Like, that happens, and that's hype as fuck. That happens. I don't care. It sucks when you're the attacker and it happens, but man, you're like, damn it, why didn't we stop the Mercy? Because you didn't cover your entryway. And it's your fault you didn't cover the entryway for when the Mercy came back. But anyways. To be fair, you don't have to have line of sight. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be yeah. in the middle of you just want to be in the middle of everybody so you can res the most people. Yeah, like but once you kill everybody, your immediate response should be watch the watch the watch the spawn points for Mercy and fucking kill her. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna argue with you. You should be watching that. But um no, you're right. That I, that's like the exact example I was gonna bring up. I'm not gonna bring up like you know Reaper may be able to get out and like you know Blade you know come out and like do his alt and death blossom and kill exactly. everybody. Yeah, but it's stuff like you know that happens as your own damn fault again. Attackers not killing a mid death blossom. <laughs> that's the same like Mercy being able to you know what if your Mercy dies and now she has to wait 13, 14 seconds to get back to the respawn. Like you know that you. you Blizzard quite literally took away a team's chance to win that game. I have seen games completely turn on their head because of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't... Why? It's it's, it's a dumb change. It's really... It's just a dumb change. I don't... This is... I don't like it. It's rant time. This is... Oh, <laughs> this is... Another example of why developers should not be running their competitive communities. 
because the only people that the only reason I can see this being positive is that Blizzard hopes that this draws more people into competitive that you know if they're if they're because you know I, I will admit when you're attacking and you have five people on the floor, on the point and just like Mikey says when that mercy comes in and, re- and reses the entire team and you lose because of it that feels bad that feels real bad puts people on tilt people stop playing competitive because of that and I think Blizzard is hoping to reduce that Blizzard wants people to if if it looks like they're gonna win that they just win. You know, that's what they want. One, that's not competitive. That's not how competition works. You know? That that's not how it works. That's like that's like, you know, Michael Jordan NBA finals. Point six seconds left. If the re- if the ref is just like, ah nah, point six seconds, fuck it. Jazz is gonna win here. Just no. No, don't need it. Go go home. <laughs> you know, that, that that's that's what that is right there. That's not competition. Man, maybe maybe in quick play, but even quick play, that's 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 too much. But in competitive mode, no, no, that's not. It's this really is no excuse for this. This is so dumb, and I don't understand where stuff like this comes from. I really don't. This is the, the this is probably one of the worst decisions they they've ever made. <laughs> this has to be one of the worst decisions they've ever made. I, I don't. I, somebody. I'm trying to think of a worse one. Hold on. I'm gonna give you. I'm, um, I'm, I'm gonna give you a little time. Go for it. Releasing releasing patches the first week of season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's up there too. I mean, th- this really bothers me. And this is gonna be my season, man. <laughs> this is gonna be my season, and now it's like Not no unless more. I'm playing, you get to deal with Bastion. Unless I'm playing you get to deal Bastion, with I don't think it's gonna be my season. Timers. You get to deal with new patches before you could practice them. This great season. Yeah, great season. I, I don't get it. This is just. I don't know. Maybe internally, they need to have a different team that manages competitive. And if they don't, they need. And I'm sorry. If they do already have that team, they need to rework it. <laughs> because this is this is not good. They need to have a team that handles competitive specifically. And one of the worst parts is that this these rule sets are gonna move to the Overwatch League. The tournaments we're gonna see played. Like, dude. Like Boring. Di- uh, I don't understand. It's getting really hard to defend some of these decisions. And people are saying, you know, like you know, obviously, every season that's coming, and this is this is so you know this is the fourth one so far. People are like, you know, things aren't being addressed. What we need isn't being addressed. But then they make stupid shit like this, and I can't even refute that. Why? Why are or have they done nothing about levers yet? There's still the lever penalty still isn't enough because people leave matches all the time. I mean, in the forums, every once in a while, I'll see somebody complain about getting banned. I should see way more of that based off of how many people I see leave matches. <laughs> you know, especially on console. My com- <laughs> the my console brethren. Oh my god. I I, I just I, I I you know, I pray to you, I pray for you guys every night. Church job, I pray to myself for you every night. <laughs> pray to yourself. Why doesn't Jaw just do something about it? He's yeah, yeah. so godly. I'm fucking, I'm fucking kidding, but I, at the same time, just like, dude, like when I'm, that's probably my biggest pet peeve 
no, sorry. My biggest pet peeve on console is that uh, people usually don't communicate together. Like nobody hops in the team chat, even though mostly everybody has mics. That's like one of my biggest pet. That's probably my biggest pet peeve. But my second biggest pet peeve is that people leave matches all the time. And I'm not talking about that one time time was left to go deal with his baby. <laughs> like I'm talking about <laughs> you consecutive know, over and over, over and, and over and over again. Like, you know, the game isn't going well. So people start leaving. And, you know, Blizzard just, they're not handling the stuff that people really need addressed. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, we the levers need to be addressed. Uh, team communication needs to be addressed, specifically on console, because even though the the they did a okay, a pretty good job with the join team chat button on on PC, that shit mm-hmm. is so small on console. I'm not even sure if you've loaded up Overwatch recently on console to see it, Mike. Like, I've seen it. It's not. It's a bitch to get to. Yes, exactly. So I am. This made me more upset than I thought it would. <laughs> it really did. Like I at first I thought you were super chill about all these changes. No. That's a lie. That's a, that. <laughs> there is just a storm brewing, apparently. Yeah, like the more I think about this defensive respawn delay and the fact that they could have done something way more uh productive with the changes, like no, this this is bullshit and this does affect the game in the big way. And hopefully they revert it. I really hope they revert it. So We'll see. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, also, what else changed? Oh, skill rating. Hey, okay, yeah. Actually, no. The, the salt's about to continue because this shit's stupid, oh too. God. So Here we go. <laughs> skill rating below 500 are no longer displayed. They did this in an attempt to stop people from throwing matches. Here's their comments. We've noticed that some players have been deliberately throwing their matches in an effort to reach the lowest attainable skill rating. We obviously don't want to incentivize this behavior because competitive play works best when everybody is trying. Blizzard, you are not listening. You that are doesn't not help. Yeah, you are. So not you listening. hide the five hundred as soon as I don't see a, a ranking. Huh? I wonder what I'm at. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder what I'm at if I don't see my ranking. Hold on. If they want to race to the bottom, guess what the bottom is now. It's five hundred. You just made the race a little faster. It's four ninety nine. That's that's the race to the bottom now. You you it, you just made the race a little bit faster. The problem that people are having, that people who want to play competitive more seriously are having, is that and I've seen. I think this is happening quite a bit in the higher ranks too. That people are purposefully deranking themselves so that they can play at a lower rank and either a play with their friends or b stomp people like those those are really the two reasons that people are deranking they want to play with their friends which okay i can understand that but it's like dude just go play quick play or get another account but two there's a lot of people who want to derank because at the higher ranks they're not having fun anymore because they are actually playing people who they should be playing against and now they want to play lower ranked people so they can stomp them like dude why don't you just go play quick play then if you don't actually care about playing fair matches or as fair as the system's going to let you. What's going on at Blizzard? Like, uh, why, uh, every few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have is that sound, that sound bite. It's just that, that's it. You would think I hate these guys, by the way. I'm talking around, and I don't. Like, I just, it's, I, I'm confused. Like, they do good work, right? And then sometimes they make good decisions, and other times they just make baffling decisions. 
And I understand that you can't take every piece of community feedback, uh, you know, to heart. You some community feedback you gotta take with a grain of salt. Uh, you have to analyze data. You gotta, you know, look at the numbers and see what's happening. But it's very clear why people are deranking, and just to hit the bottom as low as they can go, that's not the that's not the main case. And this isn't gonna help many people. This is not going to help. So, yeah. I mean, Jeff Kaplan, I think we talked about a few weeks ago, Jeff Kaplan said they're working on a system to detect people who are purposefully deranking, which I don't know what that entails. I'd love to know how how they're going to figure that out. But, you know, they they need to hurry up with that shit and then start putting it in place. (laughs) Because I don't think we're going to see the derankers or the throwers in the first few weeks, right? They're going to have people... They gotta they, they want to get up to a certain level, but then when people start to get bored, they start getting tilted because you know they win a few matches, they lose a few matches, their place where they're supposed to be, then they're gonna want to derank so that they can start, you know, you know, fucking with the lower ranks. And this is uh this is frustrating. It, it it really is that the answers are right in front of them, but yeah, they make confusing confusing decisions like this. You know, and I, if they're they're like fifty fifty when it comes to stuff like this, you know, because if if their track record was making multiple good decisions in a row or uh, taking really good community feedback and putting that into action quickly, um, I would be a bit more um, not okay with this, but a bit more willing to be like, okay, let's see where it goes. But we're talking about the same team of people that thought it was okay. To allow multiple to, to allow uh, duplicate hero picks in competitive mode, you know, even after people said over and over and over again, this is a bad idea. <laughs> you know, this this is what we're talking about here. What do we know? What the fuck do we know? We just play the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like we've been playing shooters as long as Jeff Kaplan has. <laughs> you know, like this is not about you know. Them, you know, chain, like coding the game and uh, essentially designing the game at its core. This is about best practices that we've but seen Jaw, over years. They got game of the year from Dice. That means the developers trust them in what they're doing, right? Well, that means they Doom got robbed again. <laughs> That's what that means. Doom got robbed. Ugh. I don't. I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> but yeah, this is this just this definitely does not help. With the problem, could, yeah, yeah, definitely does not no. help anything whatsoever. Now they also made another change to diamond players that's going to affect diamond tier <laughs> players. Yeah. That diamond tier players will now have skill decay. More salt, come on, John. Yeah. That salt, more. Come on, I know you're fighting for diamond, dude. Let me, let me I am it. fighting for diamond, and I, what? Here's the deal, right? In order to keep your diamond rank up. You have to play seven games a week. I don't necessarily think that's a huge deal. I can see that being a problem some you know some weeks because some weeks I do play I would play that many competitive games, and some weeks I just don't have a chance to play you know so that's kind of an issue. The problem though, I just don't see why they'd have why they need to have skill decay and diamond you know like why diamond players don't get me wrong diamond players are good. Right, diamond players are good. They're definitely at the when it comes to above average players, that's where you have your you the top of your above average players. 
You know, when you get mm-hmm. platinum and diamond, you're talking you're pro- you're talking above average, and the diamonds here is where your you know the, the upper crust of your above average players are, but they're not master players. They're not grandmaster players where you know you should be forced to you know not you you shouldn't be able to just get up there and call the day. You should be for you know where you know with, with master and grandmaster. I understand the skill decay that you need to keep your status as a master or grandmaster. Mm-hmm. But not for diamond. I, I completely agree. You know. Also, what the, you know what this is going to cause? This is going to cause that uh, more these... people to fall into gold, which is going to lower people in gold because well, they're going to lose to these people in gold. Well, no platinum. Just, like, get boosted to diamond. Well, platinum because once you're in oh, platinum, platinum, you're sorry. not going to decay anymore. So yeah, this is like you're going to have diamond players that are going to decay into they're going to decay into platinum, and then you're going to have a mismatch of skill. At the top of platinum. Sucks to be in platinum. Yeah. You're going to have a mismatch of skill at the, uh, at the upper crust of platinum. You're going to have people frustrated. You're going to have, you're going to have platinum players frustrated that they keep playing diamond players. Well, not shouldn't say not diamond players, but high diamond players when they shouldn't be, you know? Well, the problem is really going to be is when a diamond, when a platinum player is like getting close to diamond and then they're having to play like these people that have decayed off of diamond or decayed off of diamond and then they get denied super hard their their promotion because they're fighting like some high level diamond that got fucking decayed down. Yeah. So that's gonna be rough for people. Yeah, that is. So this is this is season four is not looking too 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 bright right now. Maybe they're doing this because they want season five to be that great. How many times <laughs> have you said that now? Like this next season is supposed to be. Yeah, like this is this is no good, man. Uh, so, but mm. I mean, I that's not the biggest problems. Obviously, the things we've discussed already are bigger problems. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's pretty shitty. Uh, the only change they made that I think was actually a decent idea is that in order to get your top five hundred icon, you had to be top five hundred at the end of the season. I didn't realize that if you made top five hundred at any point in the season, you got the icon. I did not know that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought you had to now, be top five hundred at the end of the season. season. Like, so now you can now you have to fight for it. I gotta fight for all it. season long, and that's the way it should be. I, I don't. I think that's fine. So yeah, <sighs> it's gonna be a rough one, boys. Two and a half months, and we'll see what happens. But I, I the, the action needs to be taken now on several items, and I'm curious to see how Blizzard reacts. Uh, I am going to be expecting some type of developer update from Jeff Kaplan. First saying that we put these changes in place uh, and it's going to be okay. And then maybe a forum post a week or so later saying, okay, we made these changes here. So we'll see. Uh, all right. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about EFI. Uh, I was hoping we'd have a bit more information by now. No, because Blizzard likes to string everybody a fucking long uh, I really hope this doesn't last for that long. I really hope this doesn't last for that long. Like, I'd be much happier if they just fucking released the character, you know, released like a trailer for the character, and a week later put her on the fucking PTR, and two a week or two after that have her live. You know, don't string all this shit along. Uh, but after the show last week, uh, two new images came out. One is of New Bondi Airport in shambles. And actually, that is the new New Bondi Airport. That is how it looks now. Uh, we weren't sure if they were going to do that, but they definitely did. So New Bondi Airport looks like there was a fight there. 
says, uh, what does it say? Uh, OR 15 defense units destroyed in confrontation with unidentified assailant at Numbani Airport. No civilian casualties reported. Uh, I think a detail that many people miss is the fact that Efi actually took the photo. If you look, yep. at, the, you look at the bottom right hand side, bottom right. Says that Efi took took the photo. Also, Doom fists fist is missing. So, with this image, a lot of people are expecting actually a double hero release. They think that you know maybe twenty four is going to be Efi or whatever Efi creates, and twenty five is going to be Doom fist, and they're going to do it at the same time. One, I don't think they're going to do that. Just out of nowhere, if they were going to do a double hero release, I would think they would do that either on the year anniversary. Or at BlizzCon. Now, then again, they could be waiting for the year anniversary to actually release this character. And they just are starting super oh, early like they did with the fucking Sombra ARG, right? Yeah, they could be starting that shit so early. Like they, Or what if, what if Efi makes Doomfist? I guess so. Like, you mean make a robot that uses the Doomfist? Yeah, what if she makes an Omnic that uses the doom fist that's possible she, i mean she she could do that it's not a uh, out of the question actually a lot of people are also suggesting that that Efi's robot will also use the doom fist i don't know I, I just don't think i think we talked about last week but i i don't think the overwatching wants to touch doom fist right now yeah I, I, it's it's I think there's too much hype around it yeah and the only thing i could do i'm is, gonna laugh when this character sucks Yep. Like, Doomfist comes out and he's awful. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing they could do is disappoint people right now. I think with Doomfist, so. <laughs> and I don't think they want to do that. Uh, but, yeah, the Doomfist was taken. I don't know. I think that might have something to do maybe with her opening cinematic. Like, when they release the cinematic for her, that's how the character is introduced. You know, wh- whoever took Doomfist's uh, gauntlet. Is uh, it, you know, she has to fight him and put it back in place, maybe, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's Doomfist that did the that did the damage at Numbani Airport. First of all, Doomfist without the actual Doomfist, how powerful is this person, right? Without the actual gauntlet, right. how powerful is this person? Second of all, I think, I mean, Reaper could have easily done this. Reaper is strong as fuck. <laughs> like he could have easily uh done this in the Numbani Airport. He's no joke. Uh, so that that was the one image, and then I think what was it yesterday or uh, looks like on uh, the twenty seventh, I believe. Uh, the there was another image released where uh, you know apparently Efi. Well, actually, I just read what it has here. Genius Grant recipient and Nubani local Efi Odole posts curious image on her Hollowvid channel, declaring time to get to work, and it's an image of. I guess a, a list of parts that she's looking for. And, you know, she's building something at this point. I think we all know that she's building a robot, but it says what she wants a OR 15 chassis, a Branford arm fusion driver, miniature Tobelstein reactor paint. And it was a Axum vocal processor, but that's crossed out. So apparently she, apparently she already has it. Mm-hmm. And Lucio's now, some people are suggesting that, the you know the Axum vocal processor, there is a a picture or a a uh, billboard of a of a for Axum and it has a robot on it and people and some people are saying oh that's that's the robot that she's building I don't think so I think Axum is just a company that builds robots and she needs something specific from you know from them from them that yeah. they that they make 
So she may not even have to steal it. She may just uh, be able to buy it with that grant money, you know? So, yeah, I'm curious as to... And she, yeah, she she says she needs a Branford arm. Obviously, I don't know what a Branford arm is. But, I mean, that could be something that she attaches to her robot uh, to have some type of melee capability or, you know, to hold a weapon or something like that. We don't know what this character would actually do. We just know it's a tank. Well, sorry. We don't know. It's like we speculate that it's it's a tank. So, we'll see. But I was hoping we'd have a bit more information. You know, they'd do something. Release some information that you know, regarding her, but they're still not saying anything. I mean, Nick from Wild Talk, he sent me a tweet. He says, "This is a really shitty way to get lore." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. This is a really yeah. shitty way to get lore." Like, this is like league lore, and league lore is all, like people eat that shit up. But I can't stand it. Like, this is just, I yeah, yeah. I'm where are my comics? Where are my cutscenes? Exactly. That's what I want. You know. Where are my comics? Where are my cinematics? I need, <laughs> I need more, cin- I need more cinematics. I need more comics. Yeah. So, but that's all we have on EFI at the moment. Uh, hopefully, they give us something soon. We do have a weekly update, so go ahead and let's cue the segment. Weekly updates. That's right. I, I made it, so we got to use it. <laughs> you made it, so we got it. I don't know if that should be a rule that stands for everything <laughs> i don't i don't think if you make it we have to use it always well we'll see about that today we're using it but uh, all right <laughs> there was a post uh, that we found in the forums that talked uh actually somebody suggested that 1v1 in 1v1 mystery heroes you should be able to uh have a ban pick where you ban certain characters from being the random hero right but i think the big yeah. the big takeaway from this post was the fact that uh, let me see which which Jeff was it? As Jeff Kaplan said that um, well, one his response was well with the server browser you can ban heroes from one v one, and I'm just like oh, that's gonna be the answer for a lot of stuff for now. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be- you can do it in the server browser. Yeah, but you can't save it, so get ready to redo it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, the that was one thing that they said. But um, the big takeaway, I think, is that they, they said they plan to revisit elimination modes for both 3v3 and 1v1. Yep. But they're a little ways out. So we could be seeing a revamp of 3v3 and 1v1 uh, uh, in the coming future. The future. Hopefully. Well, actually, I said hopefully sooner or later. I don't care. I don't play 3v3 or 1v1. So. Um, for those of you, I used to play a lot of. I used to play a lot of three v three when it first came out, and then like the meta just got stale. Like it just, it was the same thing over and over again. And then one v one was fun for a while, and then I was just like, okay, I'm actually just gonna go play the game that they actually built. And then it just never went back. Only time I go is when I need my loot boxes. Hmm. Good point. Yeah, I, I, I get me. I think they're gonna try to re, uh, maybe breathe some life back into it. Even though, I mean, when I did play it, I only played it once. It took no time to get a match. So, like, I imagine that people are still playing it, and people are asking about it. So, well, I mean, people spam it for those loot boxes in arcade. Yeah, it's like it's some of the quickest matches. Yeah, that's true. Not to mention, you could just you can exploit it and just sit in it for a long time. The three v three. And uh, I wonder how, I wonder if people are, like, with the game browser, are people going to set up matches with their friends and just sit in it round for round? Well, yeah, but server browser doesn't count for arcade, does it? You can still get experience from it. 
Oh yeah, but you can't get the like um, the loot boxes from like the win three in a week or Dude, whatever. If you can get twenty k XP, oh, just yeah. for sitting like you know you you turn on your game when you before you go to work, you go to work, you and your friends just sit there, and then you come home. Like I got twelve k XP for thirty minutes. You know, 30 minutes of uh, sitting there. Like, that's, I think that would definitely, even if they capped you out of XP at 20k <laughs> XP per session, right? That's still a loot box a day. So I'm, I'm curious to see uh, if people are doing that or not. I haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, but yeah, that was our only weekly update. Let's get to community feedback, <laughs> which we, um, we actually didn't have that much from last week's question about the overtime thing. So I guess you guys weren't that interested in it, which is fine. Uh, but I, this week I did want to talk about Reaper. Uh, there has been quite a bit of talk surrounding Reaper recently because he, I, from a competitive standpoint, a lot of people feel that like he's been pushed out of the meta. Like, he really doesn't fit, especially with the three tank meta that was going to place. Like, he just really, with Anna having those long range heals and D.Va having so much armor. It really felt like the only character he was effective against was Roadhog, and that's if Roadhog didn't have his uh, healing up. You know, so Reaper just w- wasn't really being used that much, not to mention Reaper is loud. He doesn't have any um, mobility. You know, he doesn't have much stealth. I mean, he can teleport to different places. Not even teleport, but like, you know, well, I guess technically he's going to teleport from place to place, but he's super loud. They might as well just have an animation with a megaphone saying, I'm here now, you know, because that's it. If you miss Reaper teleporting to you, you're either playing with the sound off or it has to be super hectic where you are. So, you know, Reaper really, um, I don't know. I still play him a bit, but I, I guess, you know, he is kind of in a bad place in terms of usage. Like, you know, he's essentially a tank buster, that really can't bust down tanks that effectively right now. Cause it, yeah. when I play Winston and I see a Reaper, I'm not gonna fight a Reaper. I'm just gonna jump away from him. I survive, he doesn't get a kill. If his goal was to shoot me out of an area, success. <laughs> you did it. Uh Diva has high mobility. Roadhog can usually heal up. Uh, you know, he can usually use his healing ability to deal with Reaper's damage. And then when he's done with that. He just hooks Reaper and kills him. So there's that. Reinhardt could just beat the shit out of Reaper. Like, you know, it's kind of tough. Like, you know, Reaper's a character that kind of needs to get the jump on characters, but yet he's super loud. He might as well be carrying, like, you know, having, like, you know, those sliding cans behind him on the ground <laughs> making a bunch of noise. So he, he, he can't really close the gap that well. Uh, obviously, he, he can use his teleport, like we said, but she, Reaper is super vulnerable while uh, while teleporting. I did see someone say that, and I did confirm it, that if you start your teleport and hit the hello button or hit like a voice line before you do the actual teleport, it cancels what he says when he gets to the other side of the teleport. Oh. But, well, that's weird. But that's something that if, <laughs> if people start using it on a regular basis as a way to get Reaper close to their enemies, they'll just patch it out. Because it is an exploit. It's not really the way the game is going to be played. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to have a lot of warning that Reaper's coming because he does so much damage. 
Now, when I yeah. play Reaper, I guess maybe I realized this early and I just adjusted um, to a degree. Because when I play Reaper, I actually find it way more effective to stick with the team. I stick with the team, and especially if we're pushing the payload, I'll stick with the team, I'll stick behind the Reinhardt shield, and I'll pump out damage from behind the Reinhardt shield to anybody that's close. Especially if there's an enemy Reinhardt with a shield up as well that's trying to block. Like, we can tear down the enemy Reinhardt shield very fast with me shooting, you know, my shotguns behind it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I do find it much more effective to engage in team fights, and I guess uh, what, a lot, what a lot of people want is for Reaper to be able to go off of his own and get picks and stuff like that, which makes sense. And one suggestion that did come up was that Reaper should have a cancelable Wraith form, meaning that you can go into Wraith form and then at any time during Wraith form, hit the button again and it cancels it. Now, this doesn't mean that he can immediately start shooting again, but it can reset the, uh, you know, it can reset uh, the, well, it's not reset, but lower, not lower his cooldown, but basically start his cooldown earlier so that he's more effective with it. You know, I could totally see that being effective, like, you know, you, you know, you suggest, you suspect that a, a player is going to try to hook you, so you rate, you, you know, you predict the, the hook, you rate for him. It goes through, you unwraith, and then you continue to shoot the roadhog. Go ahead, Mike. You're going to say something. You, you know how he said, like, defense matrix, like, the change to it was nice, but not really what she needs? Yeah. I think this that's kind of what this is. Like, this is nice, but I don't think I this is exactly what Reaper needs. Well, I think um, the thing about the wraith form, the reason I think it'll be it's more effective than what they did with D.Va, is that basically once you go into wraith form, you're stuck. You're stuck, and you just need to run away. Because even if 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 he misses the hook, right, because of the wraith form, you're in wraith form. You're not in wraith form forever, obviously, but like you're in wraith form for so long that now he, you start shooting him, he pops. And we're talking about Roadhog, of course. So he pops his heel, and now he's just about ready to hook you again. You know, it basically it, you can use it more surgically like you know you can somebody misses a very important shot and then you unwraith and then you get back to business i think that will be helpful now some people uh think that reaper's footsteps should actually be more quiet i don't i disagree with that no reaper like if he gets on you he is he is deadly (laughs) um and also i think um yeah, exactly. Mike is doing the shooting motions right now. <laughs> I mean, it's like a couple of shots and you're fucking dead. Like, if he gets up on you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that his... Also, I think that his Wraith form should be able to negate any form of CC. Including Junkrat's Trap. Yeah, I never understood, like, why that works. Yeah, like, how is Junkrat's Trap ever able to trap smoke? <laughs> you know? Uh, so, I, I, that would definitely help... Uh, Reaper as well. What if Wraithform could let him walk through walls? That would be interesting. And I think it would be hilarious to see some people walk through walls to their death. Like, you know, like, body by, by Well, yeah, that would be, that would be the, that would be the downside. You don't know what's on the other end of the wall. Or if you but don't. it could get you out of, like, it could get you out of shit. If you don't make it through the wall all the way you die. Like, you know, I, I do. Yeah, I, I think that would be cool. Like, let him, let him go through the wall. <laughs> that would definitely help. Woo, people be upset because that will give him that advantage he needs 
to get around. Uh, but he can't cancel it. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll take that. I will take that, Mike. If he can, if he can move through walls, but not mm-hmm. cancel Wraith form, I'll take that. I think that's a great yeah. idea. And if he's inside the wall, whilst when he rakes out, he dies. Yeah, he just fucking dies because he fucked up. Because he fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> he fucked up. <laughs> you can, you know, how much time you get with Wraith form. If you don't think you can make it through that wall, well, sorry about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to be more uh, decisive. Like you can't be going back and forth around the wall. Just like I don't know, commit. maybe I should get this fight. You got to commit. So, however, it would be cool as fuck to see him come out of a wall and then just kill everybody. Yeah. I mean, that would be annoying as fuck, but it would be cool. Like I'm not gonna deny yeah, it. It would. It would. Uh, but let's see. What else did they? Uh, oh, somebody suggested that Reaper should have armor piercing. Or armor ignoring uh, bullets. You don't think so? Why That's not? That's the whole Mike? point of armor. Huh? That's the whole point of armor. Why armor? Like the people who have armor is the re- reaper is the reason why they have armor. But reaper is also supposed to be a tank buster. You know? Yeah, but like you're gonna like fucking wreck Bastion because of like fuck his armor. Bastion should be wrecked. <laughs> right, right now, Bastion Diva gets wrecked. Uh, who who else has armor? I mean, you might as well not even have Torbjorn packs at that point, because fuck it. That's true. <laughs> Shred through it. I don't know. I don't think I'll mind it. I'd have to see how it plays out, to be honest with you. Like, if it's just too overpowered or not, you know. I think... I mean, just make shields better. I, Great. I think if you you s- make me not want to have armor and just have all shields all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, uh, yeah, this was actually our community discussion for the week. I don't think I mentioned that when we started. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. What do you think reaper needs uh to to be more effective in this game right now uh because like i said i i typically use reaper in team fights right just to deal to be that heavy hitter to deal out that extra damage and to make people move away from us that's what i think reaper is really good at but i mean if reaper goes off by himself it is kind of true that he's not really doing that much it feels like. So, you know, what do you think about the cancelable uh, Wraith form? Or do you like Mikey's idea about him going through walls? What problems do you see? Well, let us know what you're thinking. Well, if he can walk through walls, I mean, it'd be a map problem. Like, who knows what they've designed, what they've designed inside those walls to let him walk through them. I you think know what I mean? maybe he should only be able to go through certain walls. Like, walls that are, like, that have something on the other side. Like, if there's, like, a column, he shouldn't be able to Wraith form through the column because it's too thick. What about the column in uh? It's not new. Um, uh, it's uh, Ilios, uh, lighthouse center, center area right before you get to the lighthouse. Like some, there's a health pack there. Oh, you mean like on the other side of the lighthouse? Like I'm trying, to, yeah. No, you. It's it's like, mm, yeah. You, I. It's hard for me to describe it without drawing out a map, and it, no one can see me draw on a podcast. Go figure. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's there are some. I think he should be able to go. Like maybe there's some like column like thin walls. I think thin walls he should be able to go through. Like nothing more okay. than you know, like what ten inches thick, maybe. Okay, you don't want them to way through buildings or anything like that. I just like well, you brought up the whole map construction part, and you're right. You're right because a lot of and if you if you can actually clip through 
the whole map, it would show you a lot of ugly shit <laughs> in Overwatch. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, the, the the walls would need, it would need to be a wall that's not that thick. Like, you know, well, I should say not that thick, but, you know, he can't just move through complete columns or go into a column and just sit there. Like, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, if he sits there, he's going to die. That is, that is very but... true. So. Uh, and yeah, but yeah, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, I think that's gonna that's gonna be it for us today. And um, if you are listening for the first time, we're not always this negative. I'm not always this angry. <laughs> no, he's he's pretty. No, I'm kidding. He's not. <laughs> yeah. He just had a really rough week of salt I, from all the announcements. Yeah, like this. Uh, I expected when when season four came about, right? I really expected them. Because they were very hush-hush on the changes. So either, I was expecting that either they didn't make that many changes, the changes mm-hmm. going to be small, but I didn't expect this. Like, just out of nowhere, this defensive re, uh, respawn delay. Like, are you, are you serious? I really didn't expect that. And I expected some type of response on the lever penalty. I really did. I don't understand. It's It's very frustrating to deal with. So, yeah, this isn't a hateful Overwatch podcast normally. So, uh, we, I mean, we do the podcast not because we dislike the game. We do the podcast because we really like the game. You know, we, we, I, I, I have Overwatch on PS4, Xbox, and PC. So, I really uh, like this game. So, and here I am doing a podcast when I could be playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I got it today. Didn't even play it yet. Yeah, I don't. I've, I'm, I'm already feeling Dragon Age Inquisition levels of addiction with this game. <laughs> I'm, I wish I was joking. I'm already like feeling like my addiction that I was to Dragon Age where I didn't play anything else for a single month. I'm, I'm starting to feel that. Oh, yeah. With, this, with Horizon. But I mean, I'll make time. I'm obviously going to make time for Overwatch, but. Yeah. It, it's got me. It's, it's. It doesn't have its hooks into me quite yet, but I'm I'm almost there. <laughs> well, good luck with that. You'll have plenty of time to play it this week, I'm sure. Since I, I don't so. think we're gonna be doing any uh any comp anytime soon until they fix some of this shit. Nope, not touching it. Yeah, <laughs> not going near so, it. Not for a little bit. So we'll see. Do my placement matches later. Actually, I already got a tweet from somebody while we were recording this. I am Matt AF. I think he he went yeah, he, he went zero and three so far, and he is not happy. So. uh yeah, sorry, bro. Sorry to hear about that. All right, so let's go ahead and close this sucker up. Um, we are still looking for Overwatch stories. If you got them, if you know, if you have a funny or surprising or angry Overwatch story to tell, we definitely want to hear them. We'll you know talk about them on the podcast. We are still taking suggestions for the fiftieth episode. So far, I think we're definitely going to do like a live stream of it, right, Mike? That's 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 a definite. Um, uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I believe that's what we've been talking about for the past couple of shows. So yeah, we'll do a live stream. We'll get some audience interaction. Um, actually, we are. I'm open to taking topics for that day too. If you guys have any specific questions you want to, you know, talk yeah. about, so we can we can do that. Uh, we have Xbox and PS4 communities. Uh, both are called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch, and yeah, you can go to PS4 community or Xbox Live clubs, and we're there. And uh, yeah, I'm still trying to keep better track of, uh, of of making sure I get those invites in. So sorry if your invites been sitting there. As of now, I know at least the PS4 community is pretty clean. Like there's all invites have been accepted. And while I'm at it, let me just check Xbox right now. Love this Xbox Live app. 
right on the PC. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Uh, hold on one second. Yeah, I think we're good on the Xbox side too. Yep. Yep. Roster's full. So, well, not full, but it's it's everybody's accepted. So, um, if you're looking for help getting placed, you know, uh, definitely post in the community or the club, and you know, we'll see if we can get you helped out. Uh, we also have a Discord server, which is Discord Mash. Actually. Mash for me, yes, sorry. It's discord.mash, the number four, dot me. And I'll take you right to our Discord server. And, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on PC or not. You can always just hop in there and chat. I, I, I've i actually been trying to get more active in there myself because the last few weeks for me have been really, really busy at my main gig. So I haven't been, uh, you know, participating in the Discord chat too much. But I am going to try more now. Uh, I also like to talk about the Heroes of Overwatch group. I bring them up every show because there's a lot of great uh, people in that group that play Overwatch across multiple platforms and always looking to help. Uh, good discussions, good memes. So you should go check it out uh, if you do enjoy, uh, or if you're looking for people to play with uh, and you just enjoy being around a group of good people. So. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening. We are available on multiple platforms. We are available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, Podbean, and we also have an RSS feed for anybody who has a podcatcher that I didn't mention. Like, we're not on your podcatcher. Just uh, go ahead and throw our RSS feed in there. Links are available for each platform right on the Mashes Buttons website. We are on twitter.com slash MTB site. Also, twitter.com slash watchpoint radio for the official Twitter account of this podcast. We're on facebook.com slash mash those buttons and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Mikey, where can the people get at you? Uh, if they want to hit me up, um, they can catch me at K E Y underscore L O C K E underscore. So, key underscore lock with an E at the end of it underscore. Yeah, if anyone wants to just hit me up or whatever, I can tr- get with me and we can try and play some PC or we can try and play some PS4 or whatever. Mike still needs to get to level 25 on PS4, so. Look, we don't talk about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should because if somebody I, asks, hey, can you help me with my placement matches? You're like, I can't. I can't even help my own placement <laughs> matches. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I am on Twitter. I am underscore jaw underscore. So it's underscore J-A-A underscore and uh you know we encourage you guys to reach out to us so you know talk to us if you have any um any questions or any comments you know you can reach out to us on twitter you can uh email us we're wpr at mash those buttons.com we have a contact form on the website you can also comment in the uh, the comment section of the of the Mashless Buttons, or even on SoundCloud or Facebook, and I see that you know some people did like that that opening we had last week. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. I don't know, maybe I'll look for other stuff in the future to sub the opening with. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely feel free to contact us. We love interacting with you guys, so uh, thanks for that, and we hope to keep it coming. Uh, if you did enjoy the podcast and you want to help us out, the best way to help us out right now is to share the podcast with others and also uh, to rate and review our show on your favorite podcasting platform. That is the best way to help us. And for those who have done that, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. 
I encourage you to stay tuned after the show to listen to what's coming up this week. We'll mash those buttons on the rest of the network. Uh, I know um, Torn and the Goblin had a special guest this week. In Orbit had a uh, had two special guests this week, and I'm not exactly sure what the set rep radio guys are doing, uh, but they may have a special guest. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> you can go to mashesbuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. So I would you know, go and check it out. There's, there's, I want to say there's something for everybody, but then I'll just be a lie because we do primarily, we do Destiny, we do um, World of Warcraft, we do fighting games, and we do uh, The Division, and of course Overwatch. So, But guys, as always, thank you for listening. We want to hear from you. So uh, we hope to hear from you over the next week, and we will check you guys later. Peace out. See you later. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, February 27th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week talking about Iron Banner supremacy, more talk of Hotfix 2.5.0.3, and players that have left and returned to Destiny. On Tuesday, February 28th, Nick and Katie continue their quest to educate you on wild lore on the Torn and the Goblin. This week talking their thoughts on Rogue Class quests and Free Will and WoW with special guest Ali Sunder. On Wednesday, March 1st, Jared and Mikey bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. This week discussing the latest developments in Numbani and how to help Reaper. On Friday, March 3rd, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you Sitrep Radio, talking the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.